Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah, it is. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the Rosie on the House broadcast this beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. I hope we're doing everything we can to continue our work to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Well, we're here every Saturday morning to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Uh, of course, you've got our email newsletter. You can join us by becoming a Rosie on the House insider and get the newsletter that we send out every single Thursday morning. There was a We're broadcasting live this morning at the Rosie Wright Design Build Design Studio. We had a couple in this morning saying, Rosie... I love your radio show. I love all your information, she says, but I look forward to your newsletter every single Thursday morning. It carries tips and ideas and recommendations of the things you should be looking to take care of at your house each particular week of the year. It also tells you what we're going to be broadcasting about that particular Saturday. So if it's subject you or someone in the family is particularly interested or driven by, you can bookmark your calendar, mark it, and make sure you tune in. But you're going to want to be tuned in anyway because a lot of times we're taking calls and you never know when another homeowner with the same question as you is going to call in and we're going to answer it for everybody all at one time. And we're going to answer it with 50 years of Arizona building and remodeling experience. We've been doing this and we've been doing it Rosie Wright since 1972. And we're, like I say, we're broadcasting live from a brand new Rosie Wright Design Studio that just opened today. Tickled to death to see all the customers we've got that have dropped in and said hello and congratulated us on getting this done. We're on Shea Boulevard, just west of Scottsdale Road, 6949 East Shea, Suite 120. You can find us. There's plenty of people here who already did, so we would hope you would find us as well. And having grown up in this neighborhood, um, it's great to see folks I haven't seen in a long, long time that now they know that now they know where I hang my shingles, <laughs> and they can walk in and introduce themselves. Now. You can walk in and ask a question as well if you just happen Absolutely. to be in the area or driving by. And instead of calling in, you just walk in and ask us a question. We actually had a gentleman wanting to know if Rosie Wright Design Build Remodel is doing any work in Prescott. Now, I don't know that they're driving up the mountain. but and Don't, o- don't mention that to Don. <laughs> he would take that. Uh, he'd, he'd be open at Prescott office tomorrow. <laughs> a few degrees cooler. Yes. So, but we do have a couple good referrals that we uh, we do we can give him. But but I it, it stopped me to thought, well you know I, I I honestly don't know the if it's the answer to that question. So still still referring out Mike Daniel or uh, Mike Daniel would be uh, absolutely at ability remodeling. We've also got Riley uh, uh, renovations. And uh, you know what? We were talking, uh, Bruce was mentioning the fact that there were only three Arizona contractors uh, mentioned in the top 85 customer service nationwide. Mm -hmm. Only three in Arizona. Rosie Wright, right here in Maricopa County. And then we've got one in Coconino County who just happens to be our JKC. JKC, Rosie Wright approved contractor up in Flagstaff. So and then there was one in Coconino County I did not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have a Pike County, yeah. but I'll, ha- I'll have to get up there and, 
and introduce myself to him as well. Okay, with the weather we've had the last few weeks, it's a scorcher, and we're getting a lot of questions. We've seen articles in the newspaper about steps to, to take to cut your energy consumption. We have a text message here right now. Rosie, I have a load controller installed on my home. It was installed about 2004. Is there still value to it? I am one of your super coolers, and I'm ending up paying less than 10 cents a kilowatt on a 4,000-square-foot home. <laughs> that man's smoking it. That man, that man has figured out super cooling right there. Yes, he has. Okay, so his question is, the issue I have with the load controller is it shuts off my AC unit about an hour before the on-peak starts, so the home starts to heat up a bit earlier than it needs to. If the load controllers are of no more value, who do I get to remove it? Oh, Derek, do not remove it. All it needs to be done is reprogrammed. When you installed that in 2004, the on-peak and off-peak hours were different than they are right now. You just get someone out there to reprogram that load controller to keep the air conditioning on that extra hour. There's a good chance it may not be starting for an hour later than it needs to be starting as well. So do not disconnect that load controller. Anyone living in a 4,000 square foot home that's averaging under 10 cents a kilowatt per month throughout the year in Arizona is nailing it. Hats off to Derek and Gilbert. You just keep doing what you're doing. If you can't find somebody to reprogram that DINCOR load controller, you give us a ring at 480-248-8699. Ask for Rosie and I will track you down, someone that can reprogram that unit. Whew. Did you see the notice from City of Phoenix that City of Phoenix water consumers could see an increase in their bill as much as 48%? And I, I, when you said that last week, is it, the, is it physically the water? Because the water itself, just like your power bill, is only a portion of it's a water. the bill. It's so, a water. So it's not 48% of your entire. It's just the water bill. Just the water. Just and, the water bill. And I don't I have a water bill because I'm on a well, so my water bill is a power bill. It's just right. the, the pumping. Um, how mu- What percent of a water bill is water? Well, the average city of Phoenix water bill is only 32 bucks. Okay. But it's going to go up to 50. And, uh, uh, it's going up 50%. So, you know, if, if you want to preserve a product, what do you do? Raise prices. Raise prices. You raise prices. <laughs> right. So uh, a good opportunity for you City of Phoenix residents to take a look at if, the, if it's going to go up that much. Uh, have you done everything that's responsible in your home to conserve where you can? I will tell you from personal experience, it's pretty easy. If you're focused on it with even half an eye to save 10 to 15% on your annual water consumption, you need to know that 70% of your water consumption is outside your house. On the average, 70% of your total water consumed at your property moving through your water meter is for servicing your landscape. So let's just make sure we're landscaped responsibly. City of Scottsdale has kind of taken a new step up in the last month and said, you know what, we're not going to let you have natural grass grass in your front yard anymore. No moss. It ain't going to no happen. Moss. No moss. So, 
uh, city of Scottsdale is beginning to take steps. So I will, I will say this about uh, the old Pueblo, uh, Tucson. They came on with uh, brown water reclamation and xeriscaping decades ahead of Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. They were decades ahead of us. And my hat's off to them for being so far-sighted. So water's going to continue being a ticklish point. And, and part of that you're talking about if you want to save something, you know, conserve something, raise the price. Well, they're also at the very end of the CAP canal. <laughs> so they, you know, they're, they're water resources. They had to when you're, uh, you know, the Phoenix Metro, when you've got the CAP, groundwater, and SRP all together, you know, all uh, multiple different we're, channels. It, it, it was a little different. We're going to bring you I'm not water. saying it's any more scarce or precious or that uh, it shouldn't be conserved. It's just more, you know, top of mind when, when you're the end of the canal. That's right. Don't worry, Pima County. We're going to bring you water, but you're just going you're just gonna to be the last tap on the, on the line. You would, think, you would think being the last tap on the line, they'd be up here at campaigning us to conserve water, right? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure there's still some in the pipeline by the time it gets south of the Gila River. So all of that to say, we're here broadcasting live today. At the design bill, design the Rosie Wright design bill remodel design studio, sixty nine forty nine East Shea Boulevard. We do have lots of people. Well, you probably can hear them in the background. There's a, there's a nice good crowd. I I'm humbled by how many clients mm-hmm. I've seen walking out there on the floor that we've done work for in the last four, five, six or seven years. Yeah, we've had we've had a quite a few. I was just talking to uh, Bob and Marty and. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, I always tell people that's our biggest, the biggest compliment we ever get is the fact that we, we maintain those relationships with people. Um, I've had, all of them have come up and said, you know, the Andy and Rachel were just here and they said we. It's been almost five years and we still can't think of anything we would have had you do differently in our kitchen, and I. That's, yeah. But I was it, glad to finally meet you. So y'all started that job that you. You got the phone call that I was in the emergency room while you were standing in their kitchen. I've, I was standing in their demolished kitchen. We, we and, uh, did their whole job. I never even saw the job. I no, never even met them. No, you, this, it was the first time, so long overdue. And uh, when you say they said after five years we can't think of anything we would have done different, so what did y'all do? That was a uh, kind of a typical South Scottsdale, you know, the old red brick houses with with that, uh, that, you know, small front living room, dividing wall, small kitchen on the other side, low hallway, low hallway ceiling, sealed, low hallway ceiling. um, And uh, we raised it, expanded the kitchen, um, took down that wall, put up a beam. Um, opened up that space and put a beautiful cabinet package in there and just designed the kitchen to the you know the sink and all that sort of thing so now was it one of those South Scottsdale homes where there is or at one point it was designed with a carport and you walk from the carport into the kitchen it had and they had already well you didn't walk right into the kitchen you walked next to it so it wasn't it wasn't one of those where you had to come straight into the kitchen but it uh similar so um yeah Broadcasting live, if you'd like to join the conversation, stop on by. We're at 6949 East Shea Boulevard, Suite 120. 
call in one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Or text questions to four one one nine two three. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to Rosie on the House. Uh, having a good time. Uh, live broadcasts are always fun because you get to see the people who uh, uh, listen to you regularly uh, and and just get to meet the people that are, uh, when you find out they've been tuning in for 30 years, it, it's 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 kind of humbling when they when they say they print every newsletter and file it away by category. That's that that's what we want to be. We want to be. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We want to be that place you come to with any question you've got about building, remodeling, maintaining, or repairing your house, home, castle, or cabin. We started this program with the conviction that we wanted to protect you from yourself. (laughs) You know, a lot of times we were talking energy savings a little bit earlier ago and uh, what steps you might take to save money on your energy bill. I know people that have spent fifteen, twenty, and thirty thousand dollars so they can say their electric bill is a hundred dollars a month less. <laughs> <laughs> they they're just committed to beating the man. You yep. know what I'm talking about? Yep. And they 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 spent so much getting there, and they never thought about where they actually going to get that return on investment. We've got someone that stopped in just a minute ago and said, "Rosie, yeah, uh, Lynette stopped in." She says. I want to know what is the most HOA-friendly way to get the sun off the south-facing side of my house. Well, I would tell you, you need to start with the HOA. <laughs> I can come up with a lot of ideas, uh, but I'll, I would tell you that I would start asking questions with the HOA about landscaping would be my yeah. very first question. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's get the right kind of vegetation scheme going out there that can be an indigenous-type shade tree of a, a Palo Verde or mesquite or ironwood. Uh, and if we can take the direct sun off of the surface of your house, we're going to cool the surface of your house by about 20 degrees. And, 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 and so when you're not heating your house, and, to, and when you think about that, I can go in your house, Lynette, and if you've got south-facing windows that are aluminum frame, I can take my thermal imaging gun and shoot the inside of that frame at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That frame's going to be in excess of 130 degrees. The same room you're pumping air conditioning. You're paying money to pump air conditioning in this room, and you've got heaters in your room. Yeah, it's, it is amazing how hot stuff gets, so... And if we're not changing the insulation, you could add natural heating by making it a some kind of deciduous tree. So come wintertime when it loses all its leaves, you can have that warming effect from the sun. Uh, I'm a big fan of freestanding trellises, not attached to the house. Yep. you got to dig your footing big enough, and you might need, you know, dig it in port and concrete, set it, and that way... If you ever need to paint the house or, you know, if you bolt it to the house, that's one more area of penetration from your waterproofing seal, mm-hmm. one more area for bugs to get in. But a trellis off, you know, a foot off the wall, and then you could 
have a number of, of, of great variety of different plants that you can yeah. do. That's a great vine grape. plant. Uh, that's, that's a great bogan, place for a graveyard. Uh, Bougainvilleas yeah. do really good yes. as well. Uh, when it's the south side, it's going to take a lot of heat in the summer, so it's going to be something that's yeah, a pretty plant hardy. that's really tough. Cat's claw would be a good one. Uh, but that, that one can drop a lot of leaves. Of course, Bougainvillea can too. But, yeah. Um, you know, and there's a, a lot of great options. You could do a lot of different colors, a lot of different trumpet vines. Uh, you know, it, it could even, if it is something you wanted the wintering effect for, you could, every year you could take it out completely, yeah. cut it out and put in a different you could. vine. So you have a different look for the next year, you a different could. color. But get, get that shaded. Uh, get it shaded. And on the topic of shading windows, uh, one of the questions you would want to ask the HOA is, what is their attitude about sunscreens? And I want to tell you, there's a secret to installing sunscreens. I would have you install it so that the sunscreen completely covers not just the glass, but covers all the aluminum frame of the entire window. And I would tell you that I would install that with about a half-inch neoprene, hard neoprene uh, spacer, washer, so that the screens are actually held off the house by a half-inch. That's basically adding another layer of insulated glass. So you're going from single pane to dual pane. If you've got a little air circulating behind that shaded screen between you and the direct sun, you can't believe the difference that can make on shooting the temperature of that window frame in the middle of a summer afternoon. You're taking a ton of heat load off your house and your air conditioning load. So, but the the really truly most efficient way to open those or to mount those generally is not HOA approved. Not they HOA. don't like them nope. to do that. Nope. If you're looking for most efficient, that's the way to do it. Yeah, they're. But when you're dealing with an HOA, you gotta. There's there's always solutions. You just have to sometimes get a little creative that's right and there's a lot of things that hoas uh, they've gotten better in a lot of ways i remember over 20 years ago you couldn't put solar on your roof in an hoa or if an hoa could tell you could put solar and then they took that uh budget through the legislative process they got that eliminated so no hoa can tell you can't put solar on your roof anymore so they they do get better but i would i'd still never uh, it can be tough. <laughs> it's hard to with nine horses wrong. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you, Raul. Welcome to the program. How may we help you this morning? Uh, I have a question. I have a John, or John F. Long. I have a Santa Fe home uh, out here in Waddell, and it's a flat roof, and I'm going to get a garage built. My question is, would it clash if my garage has a five-foot pitch instead of a flat roof? Would it look awkward next to it? Now, real quick, when you say next to it, I mean, you're in Waddell. I'm picturing you're at least an acre and a quarter. Are you trying to do this attached to your home or separate from your home? No. Oh, no, it'll, it'll be separate, or I can do a barn. Yeah, uh, with, you with, know, with, with uh, 
It depends. <laughs> <laughs> I hate giving that answer, but it does depend. Um, Raul, you you could build something with a pitch because I I probably have an idea why you want to do that. It, a pitch roof is nice. Um, if you match at least some of the finishes, um, I don't know what the exterior of your home is. I'm assuming you said Santa Fe that is stucco. Yeah. Um, so you could do a stuccoed wall, do the color. Um, you know, if you really want it to look like it's always been there, though, you probably need to match that. But roof. then you could slope it too. You don't have to do it flat. You, you know, you could build the parapet yep. up a little bit higher on the front end and slope it all the way back so you get the drain off that you you're could, not getting from the flat yeah, roof. You could you could get a, a higher pitch, um, you know, still r- low slope. But yeah, you could build up the parapets, especially if there's kind of one angle that it's coming from and you leave the backside open, have almost a shed roof that's hidden by kind of a facade. Yeah, there's there's ways to do that. And, the, and that would make it look more like it's always been there. So, What about just going with the barn instead? It certainly would fit for your area. You know, if, if you were here in the middle of Phoenix, I, I'd say maybe not. But, um, you certainly know, being you'd have out to in find Waddell, one of those pocket areas. Yeah, being out in Waddell, I mean, it, it – uh, I'm guessing there's there's a few barns around here and there. So, yeah, and it, it's a county. I mean, yeah. So. And the, Raul, the great thing about that Santa Fe look is you can you can do in a separate building something that creates like the old Spanish hacienda feel. So if you if you if you site plan it correctly and design it correctly. Uh, whether it's a barn or an RV garage or, yeah, I mean, it could be made to look like stables, you know. Uh, lots of things you can do. So if, uh, if, if you want to send pictures of your property, I mean, I'll, I'll throw you a couple sketch ideas and just shoot them right back to you and say, this is kind of what I'd be doing if I was you. So, Raul, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. One of the things we've got in our newsletters this particular week is enhancing your pets inside and outside space. Um, and we talked early in the show about how, how far we've come with outdoor kitchens. And it's not just a Weber grill outside anymore, that it's full kitchen accessorized with lighting and sound system and big screen TV, mystic system, shade down screens, radiant heaters. They're truly outdoor, indoor spaces. Uh, well, the other place I've seen uh, an exorbitant growth is uh, places for your pets. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it can get pretty wild. That You know, obviously here in Arizona, you're not sticking a doghouse out in the yard like you can in a lot of the rest of the country. And, and some people, boy, they go all out, uh, you know, separate air conditioning systems in a room that you can spray out and there's rfid chips on their collar so when they walk up the pet door opens and it closes behind them so that you know nothing else can sneak in and man you you can go out uh you know dog washing stations and laundry rooms and yeah it's uh it's it's not you know not everybody has that in their house obviously but there there's a subset that does and and uh there there are a lot of options out there though for kind of the normal house which just the one thing I'd like people to be aware of, because in the summer in Arizona, we do use a lot of doggy doors in the backyard for the dog to be able to come into a room where maybe his his bed and his water set up, but then he can leave and get outside when he needs to. Folks, there's something you really, really need to know about those doggy doors. 
is they are an extremely easy place to get into your home. So if you've got a doggy door. Depending on the type of dog you got back there. Well, that's, that's true, too. But what I tell people is if you're going to accommodate your pet that way, whatever room you're letting them in and out of, take the time to put a true security door between that room and the rest of your house. Should someone opt to crawl through, make sure that room is the only room they can access. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll steal a bag of kibbles. You know? <laughs> but don't, if it's a laundry room or whatever, make sure that is a solid core door. I like it mounted on metal frames, bolted to the skeleton of the house with one-inch throw deadbolts, double cylinder locked from the outside. So once they're in there, they can't proceed into the rest of your house. So... That's key in setting up your, your pet indoor-outdoor And that could be an old-school way. You were talking about these doggy doors that have chips on them. They do, yeah. So you can get, like, laser beams and anything that passes <laughs> through there without the, the, the chip on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we uh, – it, it, that would be a lot of – well, I, never mind. <laughs> Your crime rate would go down really quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what. The, in any neighborhood. I'll, I'll tell you what the people up in Pinnacle Peak and Rio Verde and Carefree and Cave Creek would tell you. Is if you have a doggy door. Bobcats. Don't store the pet food right there uh-huh. by the, by, on the other side of the pet door where it can be scented and smelled. Yep. Keep it on the other side of the room closed into a full space. You might, you might uh, get a little Arizona wildlife right inside your house. <laughs> Nothing like a javelina in the laundry room. <laughs> Just to liven things up on a Saturday afternoon. But pets, uh, washing stations are becoming extremely popular. The indoor-outdoor space is becoming extremely popular. Uh, I was talking to Mr. Oxley over at Urban Sheds the other day, and he was saying, Rosie, we even have customers ordering sheds that are pet shed. uh, pet sheds. And his website that, makes it so easy to do that. That makes sense. Uh, I know he had mentioned he, he did one for a chicken coop. I had right. a lot of one for, right. for other types of animals. But, yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense. And like you said, you can design that shed the size on urbanshedconcepts.com. Like our last caller, Raul, he was like, do I go flat or do I go pitch? Well, they've got all you can go through on that their shed design tool. And designs what you want, the doors, where you want the door, where you want the window, what type of doors, what type of windows, the angle, the style. So there, that would be a good option for uh, for your pet. And then there is additional options for it uh, to add mounts for air conditioning, mini splits, or you could evap cooler, or misting system. There would be all kinds of options you could do there. Absolutely. But know this, if you go the shed route, it's probably going to require permitting because for the pet, you are going to want a water a water line out there. You electric. may want a little electric out there. So don't forget that whole permitting process, and they can coach you through that at urbansheds.com. You, you will, you, their, their website, it, it's more fun than TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you get you get on there and you just start playing with the different designs, and it changes inside. I want it red with blue trim. I want it white with red trim. I want it a black roof. I want a gray roof. I want a window here, a door here, a patio cover here. And I mean, it just spits it out as fast as you can push the button. 
And, you know, and then you push order, and and uh, they'll order it the way it is. All the cut yeah. sheets are there and everything. Gentlemen, I have a caller, John. He uh, has a question about the block insulation that we talked about a few weeks ago, but he has a question about a different way of doing it. John? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rosie? Yes. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You had talked about drilling the holes in the, in the block. Our yeah. house, we bought it in 78, and it's a solid it's a solid block house. Nice. And you talked about drilling holes in there and filling up all the voids in the, in the holes. Yes. I did some research, and I came across another one, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. There's a product out there that is about, I think, in, half an inch to three-quarters of an inch thick that you put on the outside of the block. That would keep the heat from heating up the block because once the block gets hot, then it wicks into the house when you got the cool. And so, and since there's no insulation or very, very little insulation because they only use like two and a quarter uh, frame out on those things back in 78. Yeah. And it, so this. If you're lucky. It on, yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, you're right. If you're lucky. <laughs> but, uh. This product puts on the outside of the house. Then you can you can wire it and and stucco it on the outside. But what it does is it keeps the heat from getting to the block to heat the block up. That's going to whip you, into the John, house. You, John, John, yeah, we got yes, that. Sir. Do you have a product name for us? Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry, oh. I, I don't. But I just know that I've I've, yeah, I've got read about I've, this. Okay, There's John, I've got some definite opinions. Bruce, you want to go first? Well, yeah. There, so that uh, it's a product. Those products have actually been around for a little while, but they're used in new home construction commonly in a lot of the rest of the country, um, you know, with different insulation requirements and that sort of thing. The challenge is putting that on that on your block house. That is a there's a lot of work. That's you're talking some to, cabbage there, you, buddy. Yes, some you, real cabbage. Like that is you're not just going to glue that on your block. I mean, this is you. And if you have slump block, now you've got an uneven surface. Um, that's it's a lot of work. It is. It's, oh, it's, the, it's going to be ten times the cost of injecting that block with the foam. From Thermal Advantage, which is what he's talking about, Dennis Rodenberg at Thermal Advantage. And, John, the thing you need to know is that an uninsulated concrete block wall has an R value of about two and a half, okay? With the foam injected, it takes it up to above 11 or 12. And all your return on investment with insulation is on the bottom end of the scale. If you're going from R1 to R2, you are you are exponentially increasing the return on investment. You go R2 to R4, again, it's an exponential return on investment. You go from R30 to R40, you're not hardly seeing any return at all. So shade your masonry wall, foam inject it, don't go with super expensive, what we call outsolation process. And the other process, problem with outsolation is now you've got a surface you have to maintain. That's a, the point I was waiting to make was this whole time you haven't had to do anything to that outside block. I just, one of the things that cracks me up is when I see somebody paint block, I'm like, well, now you've got to keep painting it. Well, this outsolation, and he said you could put stucco, you know, wire and stucco over well, now you got something you have to maintain. You haven't had to do anything to that outside wall this entire time you've lived there. Now you've spent money on something you're going to have to spend money on to maintain. Bruce, you're our estimator. <laughs> 2,500 square foot masonry home. Oh, 
okay? Dennis Rodenberg already told us that for him to insulate that concrete block, his average price is under $3,000. Oh. How much, oh, for that 2,500-square-foot home, how much are we going to pay to insulate it? Ten times, more yeah. than ten yeah. times what that was. Yeah, you're talking thirty, forty thousand plus at least. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it, uh, and that's where you know we kind of mentioned it earlier, where people can get caught up in in beating the man <laughs> yeah. and getting that electrical bill all the way down, but you have to factor in the money that you're putting in to get there, and yeah. you, you've got to calculate that. So, John, that it is a great question. Because out when we're building a build a structure, outsulation is absolutely the most efficient way to do it, because it keeps any of your building skeleton from ever being exposed to a heat temperature exchange. So in the beginning, from the start, outsulation's awesome. In this application, I wouldn't recommend it. And if you really want to know the truth, the man. Is probably smart enough that he's invested in the building product <laughs> manufacturer. You know, he owns the stock for that, too. <laughs> Jennifer, still got a pretty good crowd here. We do. We do. Uh, it has been very constant. Had all kinds of great people. We just have people who have heard you mention the new space, the new studio on air. We've had lots of people who have done work with us with Rosie Wright Model before. We've had family, new friends, old friends. And, hey, we got lots of food still coming. So Jay- we'll be here for some hours Jay- left. Jason's Deli's keeping us in food, right? That's right. That's right. Great morning. I never knew they did breakfast. You like that breakfast. That, I saw you like, what, coffee. three times? <laughs> that coffee cake was good. Yeah. Um, right here on the corner of Scottsdale I, and Shea. We're just a little bit west of Scottsdale Road at 6949 East Shea Suite 120. It's the grand opening today, this moment, three hours ago, and open for the public now. Rosie Wright, Design Bill Studio. Did you have any resumes dropped off yet? You know, I actually did just find one. Uh, so if you've got any indication any thoughts that you would like to work for a really great company any of our rosie partners really we have so many people looking for good oh, man. good helpers that has been a big topic this morning romy got a couple texts i guess from a couple of people he knew that says hey y'all really accepting resumes for every single position yes every single position if you think you're good enough to make it to the team or you're willing to learn the most perfect remodeling process on the planet We'd love to have your resume right now. Yes, we would. Come on down. Yeah, one from you from Kitchell, and they're a good, good company, but they had moved him out to California. He's like, I can't, I can't work out here. I'm, come on back. If you don't have a place for me in Arizona, I'm going to come back and find some place else. So might might get a resume from old Hook here in a few minutes. Well, we're certainly excited about being able to open this process up, uh, open this design center up for the concept of making it easier. And we're located at Scottsdale and Shea. It's my home turf. I grew up just a couple blocks from here. Been here since 1966. We operate from Arcadia, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, all the way up north to Carefree, Cave Creek, Desert Mountain, uh, Desert uh, Desert Forest, the Troon area, uh, all Dynamite, uh, Tonto Hills. Uh, That that's our operating region. 
and uh, we located in the neighborhood where our clients are located primarily closest to. And what we'll do is we'll come out, and generally the first appointment will be at your house, and we'll hear what you'd like done. And then we'd like to set the second meeting up right here in this conference room mm-hmm. so you kind of take a look at the ideas we've come up with and the budgets we think are going to be necessary to make that investment. Yeah, yeah, it's a great space, and you can get kind of those initial concepts, like you said, and, you know, meet the start meeting the design team and, you know, not just one of us that have come out to your house and meet the team that's going to put your project together. How many complete teardowns? I seems like just driving around, I haven't seen as many of those where they bring it down to, like, they leave one little tiny <laughs> brick in the corner and uh-huh. then start completely over. And it's something with the finance side of why they have to leave, like, one little structure or something. Yeah, there's been some weird things with that. And there, I think there was some stuff that years ago people could try to game calling it a remodel and not a new build. And they've, they've shut down a lot of that these days. So, How um, many of those complete, you know, bulldoze the entire home, start completely over deep? are you seeing you know it uh it depends on the neighborhood of course um there are sections of 85254 right here that uh <laughs> that they are you know just down the just our our neighbor over there uh, a few years ago it was a builder and that's what he did they i called a bulldozer and a building permit you know they <laughs> some na- some neighborhoods the first indication is a dumpster gets delivered but when it's a but when it's a dump truck and a D9 bulldozer. <laughs> you know what's about to happen. I do love when they take a home, though, and really truly remodel it to enhance it. And it, it adds to the neighborhood, you know, and adds that character. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that. It seems like those bulldoze ones don't always go well because they seem like in a, for so long after it's bulldozed, nothing ever yeah. happens. Like. There's, they got to that point, they didn't realize they're way in over their head. Yeah. They're, they don't have the money to rebuild. Take a while. They don't yeah. have the permit. It, there's it another seems one. like those go bad. Yeah, there's another <laughs> one close to us that got scraped, and I haven't seen any activity there in a while. So, yeah, it you know, kind of to Jennifer's point, too, you know, obviously there can you can get into a structure where it just doesn't make sense to try to rehab it. Um, but that's not normally the case. So, um you know, the problem sometimes with scrape and build something new is it just it doesn't fit with the neighborhood. No, anymore. that's what I don't um, like. And that's always a shame. And, you know, that was happening in like the Arcadia neighborhood, for example, many years ago. Um, you know, you have all these ranch houses and kind of spread out and then you stick a three story, you know, Mediterranean style mansion in the middle of that. So thanks for tuning in, y'all. If y'all would like to learn more, it's rosywright.com. RosieOnTheHouse.com. You can reach us at 480-248-8699. And we're always here for you, the Arizona homeowner. Thanks a million for tuning in.